0: hey there everybody my name is jaren my pronouns are he him
1: and my name is heather my pronouns are she her and we are your hosts of typically divergent podcast so today we're going to talk about yule but first
0: let's chat <laughs> hey everybody welcome back to the show if uh just a heads up if we sound a little different today um one of us has a cold and we do not emotionally mask on this podcast. However. We should always make sure that we are masking to protect each other when you're not feeling too well.
1: I think actually like for me personally, now that like whenever I'm sick, I plan to do that. Even if I'm COVID negative and things like that, like it just, it's just from a societal standpoint, like it's about caring about other people and reducing getting everyone else sick literally right that's all it is
0: (laughs) just be fucking respectful people please fucking respectful please be fucking respectful (laughs) like i can't believe that you'd go out into the world with a cold (laughs) thinking that it wouldn't matter to anybody oh goodness but we we both work with the public yes it is bound to happen yes part of the job um but yeah we're both fine we're both negative my last day at my second job is next week. And I just have to make sure that if anything, I make it to my last shift so that I yes. can be considered rehirable, which, uh, if you hear that sound, <laughs> that's, Tozer. that's Tozer because his crate <laughs> is in the room with us Aww, because hi, I am about 98% moved into this house. My last night at the apartment was last week, so more things are here than what were here the last couple weeks. And next week, we might have a surprise for everybody.
1: (gasps) Yay, I'm excited. I don't even know what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So make sure you stick around. Oh, and speaking of next week, uh, we are going to be talking about careers and jobs, shitty jobs crap c- people that you have to deal with. So yes. if, <laughs> if you would like to send in your stories uh, to be a part of that conversation next week, please do at typically divergent at gmail.com. Uh, that information can be found in our link tree, which is also found in the description of this episode. By the
1: way, I love all of your Christmas decor. Thank it's you. looking very festive in here. I love it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we definitely, it's um on our anniversary. We were like, we don't, we didn't really want to buy each other anything. Mm-hmm. So how about we just set up the Christmas stuff? Aww. And I think that's going to be a that's new tradition fun. for us. Yeah. Like uh, do it
1: around your anniversary. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And yeah. that's good timing too. Cause it was, was it last Sunday or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fourth. That's
1: what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So Jaren, do you want to talk a little bit about your mental health for today and this week and what's going on?
0: Yeah. So I just finished three Sessions of therapy this week.
1: That's awesome. Thank
0: you. Um, I have been through some EMDR sessions recently, uh, for specifically the last couple of months. Uh, One day, I would love to share what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think enough people know what that is. Yeah, can't remember the exact terminology, but it was like I've oh maximum benefit. So I've hit the point where I'm going into therapy and I'm like, I don't really have anything to talk about. And again, like I did, I did just
1: happened to me. That's what they call it.
0: Yes. Specifically from like EMDR. That's what she was referring to. Okay. Okay. Because when you start to do a couple sessions, then those new connections start to build on their own. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm like, I, I can manage my emotions. I, my triggers are not as bad. I, um, I don't jump to these specific conclusions and feelings anymore. Good. And good. so I went ahead and told her that I would like to finish the year out solo. Mm-hmm. And I canceled my next two appointments. Mm-hmm. And my next appointment is like the second week of January. Okay. So I'm feeling pretty balanced. I'm not feeling like manic and I'm not feeling like depressed. And I've got some really good things going for me here at this house. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh last night was my last night at the apartment so like i'm doing really really good
1: good good yeah oh Um, that's really good to hear
0: it's almost like is this normal is this what (laughs) normal feels like
1: well remember like that imposter syndrome type of when we had that episode and it's like okay there's no smoke what are like you're not fighting a fire Mm -hmm. is this okay are my surroundings okay i feel safe wow this is an interesting feeling i'm not used to this right right So how's your mental health? Interesting. Um, I would say that mine's pretty good too. I I feel, well, I know we're going to talk about Yule today, but I've been very much in the (laughs) holiday spirit um you know this is the first year that spencer is here with me and Mm -hmm. you know like we're actually you know we're married now and living together i'm gonna Um, do an
0: american christmas
1: (laughs) yes and i mean well and actually like starting to transition some of our decor and our traditions to things that also fit yule um and more uh pagan uh traditions Mm -hmm. um because we both have in those beliefs so um yeah, it's it's been really nice. I feel like it's been good. I made the decision like we talked about last week to take on the new job opportunity, which I'm really excited about. Good. Um and I feel like things are going pretty well. I mean, things are always gonna be busy at work and things get stressful on that side of things still. But I mean, I don't know, I have a better time managing it. And then similarly, like you said, with therapy, like um, I wasn't doing therapy as much because I didn't even know that there was really a terminology but sort of that maximum benefit where like not necessarily needing it but also I wasn't at a place where I could start to work on things. So the next thing I really want to work on that I still do have to do a bit of work on is um, my eating disorder stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just that that part is going to be a bit of work and it's been a journey and things that I have to work on for me and it's not it's, it's not easy stuff. Um, no, um, and we can, you know, we have that on a list of, you know, potential future topics for our podcast and stuff. But I think in order to work on that, I have to be in a very stable Mm -hmm. place and mindset in all other areas. And that has not exactly lined up Mm -hmm. like a lot of my life did, but then my work has been so intensely stressful for the last couple of years that, I don't feel like I've been able to like really want to focus on it because it does take work and it does take potentially working with like a nutritionist or dietitian, things like that. Additional things, additional money spent to do those things. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to starting to work on that towards the end of this year and into the new year. So
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Maybe we can um, manifest that.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And oh, uh, spoiler alerts, in two episodes, we're going to be talking about manifestation. So. Which is
1: a, which will be good for the new year. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs>
0: the end of the year lineup for you folks.
1: Yay! I, know, I can't believe it's already. I'm like, oh my goodness, 2023 is already close. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Me still trying to process 2020. Like, oh, I know.
1: <sighs> it, it's always felt like a twilight zone, right? It's, I hate to bring up like that kind of stuff, but it's kind of like a lot of people, like you know. 9-11 was one of those like events where it's like mm. stuff p- pre then and post then. And I feel like 2020 um, and if we're talking politically also 2016 yeah. is like that pre that time and post that time. And like 2020 was a culmination of a lot of those politics plus then this giant pandemic. And I like to call it the, the bingo card of 2020 and onward, right? Where it's like yeah. the craziest shit, like the killer bee thing that happened. There was like those things. And actually we started out January with massive fires in Australia and stuff like that was even uh, yeah. pre the, but that was still 2020. That was just pre the discovery of COVID and everything. So yeah, yeah. But- it's definitely been a little bit of a, weird timeline right like yeah. time feels like it flows differently almost yeah it's a so, weird concept
0: um wh- when uh, a while back nicholas and i were talking about the dangers of social media and like mm. specifically tiktok because of how it's designed to give you such a mass amount of information in such yes. a short amount of time and okay, i know I that, that like yep. a lot of social media has been going to that and it's mm-hmm. not just tiktok but tiktok is like literally like perpetuated that a lot more and mm-hmm. so I just feel like there is so much information out there that we just move on to the very next thing. Yeah. And, so and yet when, it
1: feels slow at the same time, right? right? Like you learn, you do so much in a single day now mm-hmm. in terms of learning information. Right. And so yeah. now when
0: I look back at like a specific year, it's like, God, there were so many things that happened that mm-hmm. I can't even remember a, like 90% of them. Mm-hmm. When you said the murder hornets, I was like, oh, I can't believe I sometimes I forget that that was still yeah. a thing.
1: Yeah. so something interesting to bring up is like the war in Ukraine um mm, yes. by by Putin. Speaking of like information and TikTok and everything, I feel like I watched the war and aspects of the war happen in front of my face through TikToks from people in, in Ukraine. Ukraine sharing what was really going on before the news would even get a hold of it. Yeah because it's coming straight to us directly from the people Mm -hmm. um, and the soldiers, like in order to like, you know, keep their morale up, like is watching like soldiers, like do dances to like fun music and stuff like that, which is, I mean, that's incredible. And that's amazing that they can do that. But like, it's very interesting, right? Like I don't think we've ever lived in a time prior to this Mm -hmm. where something like that would happen. You know, you relied on major news sources to get your information and like, I don't know the updates that would happen, Um, but it does bring up a good point. Of something I wanted to bring up today, yeah, um, was that Zelensky, the leader of Ukraine, has been named Time's Person of the Year for 2022.
0: Congratulations, Zelensky!
1: So I've followed the war a lot. Um, I usually read an update each day. I feel like something that he would say is that like the war really goes to the people, and I feel like the people of Ukraine are just so freaking inspiring. Yeah, like. Everything that they've gone through, and I don't want to get into details because the things that Putin and Putin's supporters, uh, men have done in the war, some of them are pretty horrific of the stuff that we even know. You know, there are people that have been taken from their own homeland and their country into deeper parts of Russia that people don't even know. What, that that are camps that they don't even know what these are it's hard to actually say like you know and talk about that in itself i just think the people are so inspiring that i'm only sad that i think even in the liberal education that i received that i felt like was a little bit more worldly than maybe other states give when i you know received that education in new york state growing up we don't focus a lot on eastern europe and and different parts of eastern europe except as it deals with America versus Russia, right? Like you don't, you learn a little bit, but you don't learn a whole lot. Um, And I'm only sad that I didn't know as much about their culture and different culture of some of the Baltic states and um, Slavic states before this. One positive thing is that I feel like it's brought out, like shared in a lot of their culture and showing all of the wonderful, awesome things that Ukraine has to offer, um, as well as other Eastern European countries that aren't Russia, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, right? Um, And actually I wanted to share just because talking about the Ukrainian people and how honestly inspiring and, again, amazing that I think that they are some of my favorite Ukrainian artists, um, singers before the war broke out. And I found them through the Eurovision competition, which I enjoy watching and listening to but I really like their music and it actually some of the music does relate to Slavic paganism as well but Alina Posh and Goa um, as well as the Kalush Orchestra which won the most recent Eurovision okay uh, in 2022 I just I love their music the culture is just wonderful and I really hope the best for the Ukrainian people and I hope that you know the world continues to support them overall and that you know we can get to a better place than where it's at currently for sure.
0: Well, I completely agree at this point. If anybody who like, (laughs) if you are also seeing the same news that we are seeing when it comes to, um, what is being said and what is talked about with, uh, Mr. Putin himself and you still like the man. I, if you're that far extreme, I can't meet you halfway in the middle. Sorry. It's just not gonna be possible. And we also do have, listeners in Ukraine, so you inspire us and we hope that you are doing well.
1: Yes. We hope that the coming year brings better things for the country.
0: So you've seen this this whole Lenza AI generated photos Dude, on Facebook.
1: Yeah. yes yes, that's becoming like such a thing and then also like the art community and the debate about ai art in itself
0: i'm not here to tell people how to spend their money and how they shouldn't spend their money Um, it, if it if eight dollars spent made you feel fine great but you know what you're tarnishing the artists who created those Mm -hmm. styles of artwork and it's like when we were back in lockdown times and everyone's like no more music's being made no movies are being made it's like that was the art industry and we were considered not essential so it, this is just another way of saying like you're not as essential to me
1: yeah like support the artist
0: do you know what the first piece of AI was <laughs> no I don't self winding clock really mm-hmm. uh, my friend my friend Jenny I hope to God that she's listening to this Jenny uh, she went to take a class on AI thinking Ooh. artificial intelligence meant how to deal with stupid people <laughs> And then on the first day, they're talking about computers, and she goes, "Oh, I'm the stupid one." <laughs>
1: oh, that's really that's really interesting, though. I hope that she she liked it still in the end.
0: <laughs> I'm not really too sure. I never. She didn't fit. <laughs> uh, I. She has since then finished that semester. Actually, she graduated. Okay. So congratulations, oh, congratulations, Jenny, on graduating college. Yay. I think it was a leadership degree. Oh.
1: cool cool yes that's awesome
0: so speaking of these ai generated pictures on the books of faces santa has seen your ai generated photos (laughs) and you're getting cold this year (laughs) which is a segue into our topic but first we want to go ahead and draw our tarot cards for the day
1: yes so what did you draw
0: I drew the messenger. Okay. The messenger card is a calling to bring a balance of both masculinity and femininity. There is a returning of the sacred unity from within, a rekindling of heaven and earth.
1: I love that.
0: I did date somebody once who made a point to tell me that if I were to ever come home in a skirt, that there would be some problems. And (sighs) I know...
1: I'm sorry, but you would look hella sexy in a skirt. Well,
0: I am l- trying to get comfortable with the idea of tampering with clo- clothing styles a little bit oh. because clothing has no gender. Correct. But am I comfortable in wearing a skirt right now? No, but I do know that like Nicholas would just love it if I just started playing around with what is sold as female clothing.
1: I think I think you would look amazing in it. Maybe. I actually think it's really empowering and really cool and I would I would love to get into this at some point by getting a tailored suit that's more men's style oh, like the yeah. full like 3 4 whatever how many pieces like with the vest and everything mm-hmm. and like I've seen some TikToks of more like like non-feminine women yeah. like and they're still straight and, and like it does and that is a whole you know like it doesn't have to mean that you have a different sexual orientation either, right? Right. Like, it could just be how you want to dress. Yeah, powerful women in suits. Yes, I fucking love it. I'm also really attracted to men in suits, so it must just be a suit thing, but, like, I think it's sexy, and, like, I would love to have, like, at least one really nice suit and that I can Mm -hmm. walk in with that and, like... I don't know, just like in men's shoes and stuff, like yeah. I would fucking love it.
0: I'm only attracted Mafia to a man. Bitch. I'm only attracted to a man in a suit if he has tattoos on his hands and his throat. Oh yes, because then it's like <laughs> that's, oh, that's a whole romance mm- novel. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh wow, you're CEO of this um, massive company, and you have tattoos on places that are not normally CEO okay of for my body. Job? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> yes. help it.
1: I just, as you d- described it, I'm like, okay, we're talking a romance novel at this point. I'm thinking like the cover of okay. like,
0: <laughs> okay, but what if like he took off his clothes and it was just like just his throat and his hands done? He's like, okay, I, a I have a weird. collar and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> everything underneath like not even a single body hair
1: that'd be a little weird
0: it would but hey be, but i mean do what you would, do but like, it would be do what you do folks but it, it would be something be like wow like, you it's really got go off the me. arm.
1: <laughs> it's got to go off the arm a little like it would it would just look a little strange like or maybe like they just started their tattoo journey so there's like nothing like yeah the rest of it is not there
0: right oh man So how's That's your mental so health
1: funny. oh you already you already asked me that You goofball.
0: Oh, okay. Cute.
1: (laughs) Silly goose. My tarot card.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) tell us about your tarot card.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I got the three of pentacles upright, which is representative of teamwork, collaboration, learning, and implementation. So basically... It says a multitude of things, um, but that you are working to implement plans that you've made. Use the expertise and resources others may uniquely provide to collaborate and execute all of it. It symbolizes encouragement that one is on the right track of this particular journey. Keep going, and you will make progress.
0: Foot tap. Foot
1: tap. To me, at least, it relates to the career choices and job, you know, change, you know, stuff that I'm going through that we described last week. I also think yet again, it talks about like our journey. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on a really cool journey with you with this podcast. Um, it's been awesome so far. We, uh, reached I think in the middle of this week over 500 downloads officially total oh, yeah. which
0: yay yes, another foot tap. Another foot tap. <laughs> yes we reached another milestone we had 500 downloads this week
1: yes thank you everyone who has done that actually downloading it works to get our podcast out there more than just listening although of course we you know if you want to just listen to wonderful so you know actually downloading the episodes there's like a little download button next to the listen you know I feel like we're you know, we're on a good journey. I also think it talks about, you know, like with what we're talking about in Yule and like Mm -hmm. my witchcraft journey, as well as yours too, like, and, you know, making those plans and those changes in my life too. That's been ongoing for a while, but it just, it kind of matches with a lot of things going on. Good. Yeah.
0: All right. So would you like to dive into the topic?
1: Yes. Okay. (laughs) All
0: right, folks. So Heather and I did some research this week. Um, just a heads up. Uh, I, i am going to be reading something off of my phone and I have an insecurity about reading things out loud because I feel like I read too slowly so if I sound like I'm reading slow or maybe that's just my own insecurity assuming that you're going to think I read slow (laughs) I'm like if I call myself out for it then you can't hurt me okay so
1: (laughs) well I think you do just fine we've done this before you've got this (laughs) well thank
0: you also sometimes when I read out loud I just kind of like Blank blackout. True. And, and then it's, yeah. like, and then I'll be like, well, I'm done. So, did I sound good? So, all of the resources that we used to give you this information can be found in the episode description. So, I'm going to get started. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Humans have been observing the winter solstice since earl- as early as the Neolithic period, which is the later portion of the Stone Age, beginning at around 10,200 BC.
1: Wow, that's a long-ass time a ago. A
0: long-ass time ago. Simply put, Yule is the Swedish winter sol- solstice celebration that dates all the way back from the 4th century Norse legend traditions. It is also commonly found to be in Germanic paganism. Mm. Most of our current traditions were based during the Viking era, which was the year 798 A.D. to 1066. During that time, humans relied on Norse mythology to establish culture. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Historians have confirmed that it started on the longest and coldest time of the year. These original dates were dependent on the century, but were always sometime between mid-December and mid-February. The Norse would have celebrated Yule three months between, and I'm going to butcher this name, and I'm going to give it my best. I don't know why I gave myself that southern accent. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) sorry to people in the south. Seagurbolt, which is the summer moon, and Winter Nights, which is the winter moon. But lunar calendars set themselves back 11 days every year. So an additional calendar month was added every three years, creating a leap year. Since then, Yule was able to take place on one of two dates. Winter solstice, which is known as the shortest day of the year, or Yule sacrifice, which was the full moon after winter solstice. And we're going to get more into that in a little bit. And this would be considered the hunting season since harvesting season is officially over. Mm. Historically, the first Yule tide, which was the twelve days leading up to Yule itself, can be dated back all the way to 1465. Oh,
1: I wonder if really briefly, I wonder mm-hmm. if that is an Um, I had seen a video from a Norse pagan actually on TikTok that I follow, who was talking about how, um, Advent which oh, like nowadays is like a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, activity that comes prior to Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, but that Advent is actually something that can be adapted into the pre-Yule aspect. So I wonder if that has to do with Yule tide because okay. I, I tried looking into it. It was actually hard to find some information on that. But since <sighs> you mentioned that, I wonder if that is related. Oh my
0: gosh. Like the 12 days of Christmas.
1: Yes. Yes. Literally. Uh, like, but foot it's, tap. yes, but tap pre-Yule Advent.
0: It would be celebrated with feasts, songs, gifts, and a log. Yay, <laughs> a the log. log. which would be burned for the 12 days. There and you all, go. And all celebrations would continue until all food and drink were consumed. This would be the countdown to the Yule date itself.
1: Exactly. Uh, yes. I love it. I love it.
0: Norse old pagans would celebrate with four traditions, a sacrifice, feastings, oaths, and gifts. The sacrifice would be of an animal that would be put on display for all to see what was being given to the gods. Mm. And its blood would be sprinkled on altars, walls, per and participants with magical twigs. So the sacrifice would then be cooked over a fire and served to the community. There would be feastings and celebrations of the sacrificed animal, while participants would hold their cups to honor the gods and their ancestors. Odin, for power and victory... And I'm going to, I might butcher this. Niord, N I O R D, and Freya for peace and good seasons and to honor their deceased loved ones who had passed that year. Oh, I know. So sad. Yule oaths were sworn in on this day and were to not be broken. Heavy consequences would result in breaking of a Yule oath mm. as. Consequential as death.
1: Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: Not much is to be said about giving gifts other than it was something th- that was just done. In recognition of the returning of the sun, like the sun in the sky, mm-hmm. fathers and their sons would bring home Yule logs and they were to be burned for the duration of these 12 days. By starting the fire at one end of the log.
1: The log. And
0: the, oh, log. <laughs> the sparks that were to come from the log were said to be the amount of livestock born in the coming year.
1: I love that.
0: Could you imagine, though, like, having, like, all right, we're all going to take shifts counting the sparks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm going to be like, there better be 10 sparks at least. Like, if you only got one spark, like, I would be, like, so nervous. Because, yeah. of course, like, that would be a really bad sign, right? Like, you want right. your... uh. Yeah, you, you definitely would like your livestock to have plenty of new <laughs> newborns.
0: <laughs> the Yule Christmas the tree goes back to when the families would chop down a tree to bring inside their homes and would cut off logs from it to keep the fires inside burning to, provide, to prevent hypothermia, which is a sign of bad luck
1: well yeah and other things right
0: (laughs) (laughs) the concept of decorating a tree came from germany in the 16th century long after the viking era when a town decided to decorate a tree for its community oh i heard
1: i've heard about this this yes i've read up
0: on that before oh also i think i'm pretty sure like uh santa claus comes from germany because krampus is german
1: Yeah, St. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. Yes, Yes. and then there's also, um, I was reading with Norse paganism, um, there's some stuff with Thor, because Thor rode a chariot led by two goats. funny, that's not the chariot I like to ride.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, sorry, folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about with chariot riding, don't, don't, do not look it up.
1: They're all going to look it up.
0: I didn't, I warned you.
1: Thanks to Jaren.
0: Thanks to me. Oh, oh well. Back then they would use readily available items such as candles, paper, and straw crafts and dried fruits to decorate mm. the trees. Today, most Scandinavians will observe Yule on December twenty-fourth because King, I'm gonna butcher this, Hakon the good attempted to convert Norway to Christianity by declaring it to be celebrated as the same day as Christmas. But during the ninth century, when the Julian calendar was observed, Yule was celebrated on December 21st. <laughs> I said that so weird. When the world changed to the Gregorian calendar, Yule was then transferred to the 24th of December this year. And I mm-hmm. did look it up this year. It is on the 21st. Yes. Heather had the idea that if we release it a week early, then it would give everybody a chance to get ready for Yule, mm-hmm. which was a really great idea. Instead of releasing this episode on the, nineteenth and then being like, well, if you want to participate, then go get your shit. So but <laughs> so technically yeah. right now we are already in Yule tide. Yes,
1: yes. Yes. The pre Yule. The advent yes. of Yule. <laughs> yes. Also I think technically the winter solstice itself is on like the longest night of the year is December twenty first. Exactly. Yes. Um so Yeah. Yes.
0: So um that was my portion of the homework. Now it's <laughs> now it's Heather's turn.
1: Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, so Yule marks the end of the longest night and rebirth or coming of the sun again. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about how um, in actuality you can see how this relates to the adaptation and selection of Christmas as Jesus's birthday in Christianity. A lot of other cultural like earlier religions that like are now considered mythologies Uh um, to us today or you know, some of us do, do now practice these beliefs again, that there's a huge focus on the rebirth of the sun okay, and different gods that represent that. So similar to the coming of Jesus in Christianity, we uh-huh. have other cultures that predate Christianity that already recognize this time as something like that. Yeah. So
0: kind of like how Jesus died and then rose on the third day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Easter. Yes. So for those that believe in the triple goddess, first of all, the crone goddess's reign is ending. Um, If we remember when we talked about Samhain, that was when the crone goddess was at the peak of her power. Her reign is ending um, because it's at the end of winter, the darkest day, winter solstice. And then the maiden goddess awakens. So we have that rebirth, the... The triple goddess, now we're going to the youngest form of her. Okay. Um, she is depicted as pregnant and ready to birth the sun itself. Okay. So solar, the sun. And then rebirth follows death, of course. So we think of it yeah. in that sense, like you were talking about. For the Norse pagan, this is also represented represented by Frigg's long and enduring labor to birth Balder, god of light. Okay. Uh, the Egyptian goddess, Isis, gave birth to Horus around the time of winter solstice as well. So, and again, actually a lot of the Norse pagan, Celtic pagan, even Slavic pagan, a lot of those beliefs, there are those that even predate that, that have similar beliefs or or events that occurred uh-huh. um, and they get adopted into future belief systems, which is really interesting to me from a historic standpoint. Um, Osiris, another Egyptian god, was also born around this time. Um, In Mesopotamia, we had Tammuz and Dumuzi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly.
0: I'm going to say Demuchi. Demuchi, but it's with a Z. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) In Persia, there was Mithras, which is another god of light as well, even in parts of the Middle East. In Germanic and Norse areas, this time was also a celebration of fertility, as one can imagine, related to that rebirth aspect. So it was a time to think about... Having babies. So, well, I mean,
0: when you're stuck at home, what else are you gonna do, right? To stay warm by the
1: fireside, <laughs> e-er, 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 e-er. making them babies. <laughs> <laughs> G- gonna have gonna have a lot of children in uh, the summertime, huh?
0: Oh, a lot of Leos and.
1: Oh goodness. Getting into some symbols of Yule that I looked into. um, First off, we have holly, which is representative of protection. It was also a gift of good wishes in Rome and a home for nature spirits. We also have mistletoe, which was a huge symbol for fertility and love by a multitude of different cultures. Um, In fact, by Celtic Druidic tradition, they felt that it was so holy, Um, in nature, that they would wrap it in white cloth and it was to never touch the ground. So when they would gather these, they would wrap them right away and then make sure that they didn't touch the earth. So in that same way, we hang mistletoe high up in the air, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And kiss underneath it if we find someone that we enjoy their presence with so that also bringing uh greenery or evergreens uh into the house reminds us of the ever-present life and spirituality within the earth even in the darkest and coldest of times so you know knowing that things are still living and like that the earth is still producing Mm -hmm. life right? right even in this harsh winter Uh, going along with the evergreen aspect and like the life of the earth continuing. Um, So Christmas trees um, pine was associated with the Roman God Attis, which was a symbol of death, the death of winter. So when he died, he became a pine tree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a thing. (laughs)
1: Yes. And he was considered to be resurrected in spring. Pine cones are also a symbol of regeneration. So, pine trees
0: so cute
1: sort of related to that in trees (laughs) the there were celtic pagan beliefs of the holly and oak kings um they were personifications of winter so winter being the holly king and the oak king for summer um and basically there's actually like a a celtic pagan story about them and their fight back and forth and one waxes one wanes so you know again that duality of the Mm -hmm. you know Light and dark, and the changing of seasons, and things like that. Of course, there are there's color symbolism uh, within the Yule tide time period oh my God, uh, which is our Christmas? color our,
0: my, Nicholas and my color symbolism here in the house our colors are red and gold
1: it is it's a good combo right and we we actually use red and gold garland up our whole tree that's our that's our primary like oh. uh, garland colors that oh, we use really? yeah so gold is considered the power of the sun um and again we're thinking the rebirth of the sun and silver being the power of the moon Ooh. which will always be special in witchcraft yep. uh red and green red represent the holly and oak kings, but also red in general in witchcraft represents passion. Um, In terms of like, you know, we use different color candles and things like that in spellcraft, but red is for passion, potentially signs of fertility as well. Um, And green is for connecting with the earth as a whole. So, and I mean, that's definitely represented throughout the Yule and, you know, Christmas time period.
0: And those motherfucking Mars (laughs) M&Ms. God damn, I love chocolate.
1: M&Ms. So, I know in saw. remember how we talked so much about apples? <laughs> well, they're making a return, guys. Remember there's, an
0: apple a day? There's symbolism the for apples around.
1: in everything, apparently. But, I mean, I, this is what I found. So, they're associated with Baldur and Frigg. Of Norse paganism. So the apple trees next to oak trees were particularly sacred because that was where the mistletoe also grew. And we remember from Samhain talk that oh, apples also represent fertility. And yes. again, this is a time of fertility. So, yay, more apples.
0: <laughs> is that why you had all those apples still at your house? Were you guys trying to get pregnant? Oh,
1: shut up. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. No, I do just like apple desserts, especially in the fall and winter. Okay. Uh, but,
0: yeah. Okay. Nicholas and I we keep trying, but he <laughs> neither one of us are getting pregnant. So
1: <laughs> Anywho, so also reefs. Um, they were considered a symbol of the wheel of the year. The yule log, which you already discussed, but I still wanted to mention that again because, of course, that's another symbol. So the wassail cup was a communal drink of alcoholic punch or mulled wine um, that comes from the Anglo-Saxon wassail, which I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but that means good health. Apparently, when I was reading some different things about this, because I was trying to actually like understand what this, you know, this cup was there apparently exists a very old one that somewhere in oxford they have i think around the university there's one that's made completely of silver and it's 10 gallons y'all
0: oxford michigan
1: no like in england
0: oh <laughs> i was like
1: i didn't even know there's an oxford of michigan
0: yeah that's where nicholas is from oh okay. that's the gravel capital of the like, world
1: no, the Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking like fancy, dark, like the academia vibes of Oxford, England. Um... In Oxford, England, they supposedly have one of these giant ones and it fits 10 gallons of this stuff. So this usually be, I mean, you talked about with the Norse pagan aspects of things Uh being like giant feasts for the whole community. So I believe that in like Germanic and Celtic traditions, they were pretty similar. (laughs) So to go awasling or wassailing a wassailing a wassailing was like a waffle but a wassail
0: <laughs> waffle, waffle. Hey, i still need you to reach out to us i don't care if it's not in english i'll google translate it
1: <laughs> to enjoy one's uh neighbor's hospitality and the giving of gifts and caroling um so also similar different practices in slavic pagan koleda these tradition in those traditions, which is also similar to Yule, this is similar to I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it correctly. This is the Ukrainian version of saying it, but Koliaruvania, where people, particularly children, would greet neighbors, sing carols, and sift grain to offer good tidings and then receive candy and small amounts of money in return.
0: Dang I wanna go around door to door and get some money. <laughs>
1: And sift some grain to, like, show, like, you know, best wishes to people.
0: Yeah, I just hit that shit so fast. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'd be like, here you give go. Give me more candy.
1: Here you go. Give me my money. Gotta go. G- give me those m and Give me those red and green m and please. So, okay. So here's where a funny story comes in. I had a sudden realization, and this is my, oh, my little naive American brain when I was a child. I always thought. So here we come a wassailing is like that's that's a famous like older Celtic Christmas song, right? I used to thought it was saying here we come a sailing.
0: Here we come a sailing. But
1: it's a wassailing. It's not sailing. And also I used to get confused because there's I saw three ships there's like a carol like that. It's very, 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 uh, Celtic. Like even Uh it's not like, it makes you want to do like Irish dancing when you listen to it. It's very Celtic sounding. Um, the melody of that. And what is it called? Like, Oh, we come a Mm wassailing is very similar. And like my parents had this old holiday, like traditional, like carol CD or something that we'd play while we're putting up the tree and I think one of the songs actually goes into the other the way that like that set of performers did it. Oh, okay. So I used to just think it was all about sailing and ships because I'm like, oh, yeah, they probably they did a lot of that in Ireland and Scotland and in <laughs> England. Uh-huh. Like and I'm thinking Irish like people on ships like celebrating Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally what they did. And it's Hell like, yeah. no, meanwhile, it's actually a wassailing, which is like a literal term for caroling and exchanging of gifts and things like that, like. Look, look at my little brain being like assuming. Look at your
0: big brain.
1: I just thought that was funny because I'm like, oh, so it's not sailing. It's a wassailing.
0: It's a <laughs> Um I promise we're not going to say it again. <laughs> this is not another Okay, Cupid. Uh, this is okay not Cuban.
1: another okay Yes, yes. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, ADHD and hyper-focusing on a s- single term here. I... I just also have to say, I thought it was really interesting in general, both of us doing this research and learning as we go through our, you know, our journey with witchcraft and pagan beliefs and seeing how different types of paganism from different parts of the world, whether that's, you know, different parts of Western Europe, Northern Europe, Eastern Europe. There's also other parts of the world that are we don't know about, even even less so. But, you know, I even mentioned parts of the Middle East, mm-hmm. um, which would be parts of Northern Africa as well. It's very interesting how similar some of the practices relate to each other. And they had, you know, certain terms that all kind of intersect interrelate. Hmm. But in terms of building Yule traditions, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about some ideas and things that we could all do in today's time to kind of reconnect with that winter solstice paganism and the traditions that we were talking about. So certainly we can do these things on our own. We can also do them with a coven if anyone belongs to one. Um, But really focusing on your craft that honors and recognizes light within the darkness um, enjoying light festivals, lighting plenty of candles, celebrating the coming of the light and the new year, um, enjoying the presence of loved ones. It can be a time similar to modern new years as well, as we talked about. So meditating and thinking on what has come to past and then looking forward to the new sun year and what mm-hmm. what is to come in the you know new spring and rebirth.
0: Yes, which
1: I love. That's very much the manifestations yes. and stuff that we're going to talk about later. Reaffirming the connection with the earth and one's path that honors concepts of light and darkness together and coming together to celebrate that. I made some notes on some altar ideas. So for anyone who has an altar or would like to create one for this Yule time, picking things that celebrate the rebirth of the sun or your patron sun god if you do have a patron deity that is related to the sun that you worship or celebrate. Altar um, aspects should represent light, hope, and endurance. Utilizing the symbols that we discussed earlier, um, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about them, because you can utilize the stuff that we all talked about to kind of implement what you want into, um, you know, your altar and other activities with new yule traditions that you might create yes considering making a small simmer pot which i do have some ideas on uh in a couple minutes here considering a spell that can help anoint the altar and also represent hope on winter solstice night consider a small spell that banishes worries or regrets and also helps manifest positive wishes after that so again honoring the darkness and then moving on from that to the things that bring us light and hope Wow. Which I think was really cool.
0: Side note. I really, I am so excited to manifest with you next Wednesday.
1: I am too. I know we have some, some ritual stuff planned, which I hope to share with everybody. So, yeah. Um, also, for those who are interested, considering fertility spellcraft, if applicable to one's situation, honoring the goddesses that represent birth as previously discussed. Uh, this can also, in my opinion, this can also apply to adoption plans, hope for fostering uh, children, as well as IVF journeys too, not just the traditional ways. So I think it's important to be, um, you know, have an inclusion of anyone who is considering taking yes. on parenting and caregiver aspects of having a child.
0: Yes. All families look different because they all got their on their own different journey. Yeah. And, and means, all of those journeys have challenges. Right? Yes. Like
1: traditional ways and non-traditional ways um they all have their different types of challenges and so I think In our craft, doing things related to fertility and wishes for those types of things um, can be extra powerful around this time, so it would be a good time to do it. Um, And then celebrating in general with a large meal on winter solstice, so again, that's December 21st this year, can be a modern way to feast without the act of animal sacrificing. (laughs) Right. Right. You had an article that you wanted to bring up related to some of this stuff?
0: I do, because I know that not all of our listeners are on the witchy woo-woo wagon like us. Mm-hmm. So because Heather and I would like to encourage coexisting within all religions. Mm-hmm. I know there are people out there who follow Christianity or more modern day religions. And I wanted to give them a little a little piece of information on how traditions for Christmas mm-hmm are reflected from yule so i did oh, find, interesting i did find a mm-hmm. little article and i'm just well i was actually a really big article but like in the one section mm-hmm. i did find something i would like to read so nice this is on all mm. as christian missionaries spread into the pagan heartlands of northern europe they encountered these rituals and found themselves presented with a unique challenge for christians the worship of multiple gods was intolerable yet the prospect of forcing proud and notoriously violent Vikings and Germanic tribe to reject their beliefs must have been just as unappetizing. Instead, the missionaries fell back on a time tested Christian promise compromise called interpretation, Christian, Christiana or Christian interpretation. <laughs> like I could have figured that out anyway. <laughs> Latin. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, you speak it wrong one too many times, and you just might summon a demon. So, you gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah. By learning the myths and religious beliefs of the Norsemen, like, I don't know why like, I love the way that sounds. Norsemen. Norsemen. Yeah.
1: It's a good movie too. Yeah. Check it out, people.
0: They could they could identify parallels within Catholicism and link these two belief systems together, making conversion more palatable hmm. to those reluctant to give up their centuries old practices. One such tactic was to change the actual date of the birth of Jesus, which historians believe was likely in springtime to coincide with the pagans, uh, rakus winter celebrations. Mm-hmm. As such, the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ in December was possibly directed directly inspired by pagan calendars. But while missionaries like it's spelled b e d e i'm going to say bede because that sounds close to moira rose bebe <laughs> we're hard at work melding paganism with the bible the real work of the conversion was political Perhaps the most important figure in binding Yule to Christmas was the Norwegian king, again, Hakon the Good, mm, mm-hmm. who attempted to convert the whole of Norway to Christianity during the 10th century AD, as mentioned before. Interesting. Hakon had spent his childhood in England and returned to Norway as a <sighs> full-fledged Christian. huh intent on spreading his faith
1: that explains that i was wondering i'm like he had to have been either raised by those monks or like he spent a lot of time with them that makes a lot of sense
0: he realized quickly however that the conservative chieftains Mm -hmm. chieftains chieftains Chieftains? yeah like
1: the chieftains of the various villages because they usually lived in a set of communities that even then they would enter war between themselves
0: too (sighs) okay Mm -hmm. um however that The uh, conservative chieftains of his kingdom were resistant to the new religion, and so he struck a compromise. Mm. According to the saga, Heimskringla, Hakon decreed that Yule would be celebrated not on midwinter eve, but on December 25th, coinciding with Christmas. Under this new law, Norwegian Vikings were required to celebrate either holiday and with a supply of ale or else pay substantial fines mm. when hakon was killed in i'm just gonna i am just going i do not have to say his name anymore i should just call him mr h when mr h was killed in <laughs> battle it's like a teacher name. <laughs> i know was killed in battle a brief pagan revival took place but the effects of his law held mm. from then on quote yule and quote christmas became synonymous throughout scandinavia and the traditions were blended together
1: that has happened in different degrees whether peaceful and and or with violence in different areas of the world like i from what i understand of what i've tried to learn about slavic paganism and i still think i'm still at the beginning but I, I like to learn about the different types too their stuff is actually harder I, I find it harder to find information on and I've heard that that's because more of their old texts and um, information was lost I don't remember if that was due to there was more violence in the conversion aspects uh-huh. or I, I thought I heard something about like some areas of the world it was more of like not necessarily forceful but like when they went to that point, they got rid of all their other stuff. So there was more of a purging of the old oh. ways. So they lost those, you know, that information yeah. to be passed on.
0: I saw something on uh, something on Facebook the other day where it was like, in all honesty, like religion is just generations of people arguing arguing oh my God, who I know. has the best invisible friend. Oh my
1: God. That is so, so true. <laughs> Uh it's, it is really interesting, though, when you start to look at the different religions. And if we go back into history and talking about like events that were shared, they were just written about in different formats mm-hmm. or in different ways. And again, yeah. you're talking about, you know, conversion to, you know, late, what is now, you know, a current religion by compromising and fitting in days to mm-hmm. other people's festivals. We talked about that with Samhain, right? And like the Saints Day
0: and stuff like that. Yeah. So interesting everything you do is rooted in witchcraft everything you do is rooted in witchcraft i'm putting my fingers up in the air and you can't see it and i'm doing a little jig and now heather is gonna tell us about some crafts (laughs) i'm just like staring at you like i know are we gonna turn this
1: that should be a new song like well we'll turn it into a whole music video and everything
0: (laughs) Folks, I can't wait to go visual so that you can see the ridiculous things I do with my hands when
1: we talk. It's it's pretty great.
0: (laughs) How badly do you want us to go visual? Do you want us to be on TikTok? Do you want to watch us talk to each other? Let us know.
1: Yeah, curious. Yes,
0: (laughs) let us know what you think.
1: So crafting in general, I kind of think of that as a form of mindfulness and meditation. Like when you get into doing artwork or doing a craft of some sort, you're just hyper-focusing on this and you're trying to let other things in life that can be really annoying or frustrating out, right? Like, I, I think there's something meditative about that. Using natural and nature-focused ingredients helps one connect to the earth. So first off, you know, considering using these things, but with a disclaimer, keeping in mind the safety of ourselves, our families, and our pets. Um, so for example, holly berries, which, you know, are a symbol that we talked about earlier.
0: Not and to they're... be confused with holly berry, holly <laughs> <Halle> berry. <laughs>
1: Um, which she and the holly berries are beautiful, um, but also they can be poisonous. So it depends on your personal household situation, but just keeping in mind, you know, using natural ingredients, but sometimes we can't, right? So some ideas that I came up with or found through searching for some different things is to make twig stars or pentagrams that can also utilize other Yule symbols as well um, hanging those using them as ornaments or tree toppers themselves making symbols of the four elements which are um, hard to describe without visual but uh, different formats of like triangles in the different directions with different lines through through them
0: oh yes um, I have one of them right here on my oh on there my you finger go because I'm an air sign.
1: I love it. I am too. But making, also using um, branches or twigs to make symbols of the four elements that you can hang around the house, making your own wreath, uh, again, going back to what we were talking about before with the symbolism, the weath, the
0: weath, the weath, <laughs> the weath, the, weath.
1: <laughs> the wreath <laughs> can be used <coughs> to represent the wheel of the year. I've also seen absolutely stunning, beautiful wreaths um, that other witch craft creators have used as small businesses that where they make um wreaths that have different crystals you know around them and different like colors that are symbolized of you know the types of things that you're trying to manifest but you know maybe using Christmas colors in that using crystals that are you know meaningful to you um making in general ornaments or decor using a mixture of Yule symbols with those crystals that have special meaning to you. So um, I saw something where they used like quartz and then they tied evergreen like pine leaves around that and then put like a pine cone and some holly berries on top. And it was like the crystal was like almost like a handle on the bottom. And then you had that sticking up from the top and then they made it like a hanging piece that they could hang on the wall, which I thought was really pretty. Making uh, felt or straw Yule goats. So, um, again, in Norse pagan tradition, they used to be made of leftover wheat at the I end of the year.
0: In my, I saw that in my research.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Yule goats. <laughs> a simmer pot so i had mentioned that before um that you can make a small simmer pot if you have like a cauldron that you can keep warm um somehow for your altar but also just making a stovetop simmer pot using oranges cinnamon sticks cloves salt and water uh simmer that away An idea to make this even more witchcraft and uh, witch friendly would be to stir the pot counterclockwise to chase away any bad energy and then again clockwise to manifest the hope and warmth that you want to see. And and the way that I would personally do this is either in the form of threes because three is a powerful number and a, a powerful thing that we do in spellcraft saying everything in threes. Sometimes that's associated more with the Wiccan side of things. So that doesn't have to be that way. So another idea would be to turn for each feeling that you want to banish and then one for each wish. Also, something that Spencer and I plan to do is when I was looking up the stuff about the wassail uh, punch and the, the cup is you can actually make that punch. Or you uh, used to be called lamb's wool because it looked kind of like wool on the top because apples... <laughs> again apples
0: were, apples were often
1: used and they were like kind of frothy like on top so it made this like frothy looking like wool okay. part on the top of the drink uh, but anyways we we're thinking about exploring that recipe and uh trying to make it but anyway so
0: i'd be interested in trying it
1: yeah it's it's a, and it doesn't have to be alcoholic but you can make it that way with like more of like a mold wine or cider too mm-hmm.
0: um hell yeah we love na drinks out here yes. in this podcast yes
1: yeah, so it definitely you know non-alcoholic or wh- whichever you prefer um and then having food to share with others such as cookies so picking, um, orange pomanders, which are kind of hard to describe on the podcast, but it is something that I was thinking that I could share with, uh, with our listeners after the podcast on Facebook, Instagram. Um, but it is a certain type of craft and basically it looks like, Kinda of looks like little spikes sticking out of an orange. Oh, but it's I've like little those. like cinnamon and like cloves that you yes. put into the orange. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then similarly using oranges that are sliced up and then dried, as well as cinnamon and evergreen to make a garland. Okay. But using natural things. Um oranges in general, I know I've mentioned a few times now, but they're symbolic of good health, happiness. You know, the yellowish orange color itself is kind of associated with that. Um, cinnamon is used in a lot of witchcraft and kitchen witchery. Um, there's a lot of different meanings for that, um, but it is used in a lot of different uh, craft around Yule. So that just came up a bunch of times.
0: I feel like the only time I ever really enjoy cinnamon is around this time of the year.
1: Yeah, it it can be a, a good protectant. Like I have a, I actually have a broom that like one of those old cinnamon brooms, but it's kept the scent for like two or three years. And I put that outside of my back door and it's like, so that as I walk into the threshold of the house, so it serves as like a sign of protection.
0: Well, also another sign of protection, um, the ingredients that create quote pumpkin spice, Mm -hmm. nutmeg, pumpkin and cinnamon. Okay. And I feel like there's maybe another clove. Yes. Thank you. Uh, those four together are a very powerful protectant.
1: oh yeah Yeah. nice good thing i like my pumpkin spice (laughs) maybe in a basic becky basic becky i like my pumpkin spice
0: basic becky yay call me petty mayonnaise and you folks will find out why next week's episode
1: But anyway, so I know that I like described a lot of like list of things and things that people can do. um, But we did want to state for everyone that we will post um, some recipes and perhaps some additional crafts over the next week or so in celebration of Yule and winter solstice. So come join us on Facebook and Instagram if you're interested in this. Yes,
0: come please.
1: Um, you can find these through our link tree on the podcast main page within your chosen app we'd also love to hear about any of your pagan winter solstice beliefs and traditions whether from a variety of parts of europe parts of africa middle east and middle to south america too i mean definitely learning learning about a lot of different pagan traditions really curious about what other people do Yeah, so.
0: because we're just in america and we know what people in america do yeah. <laughs> we, we, we grew up doing it all the damn time. Speaking of things that we grew up doing all the damn time, that's a, damn, that's a really good segue. Uh, <laughs> Heather and I are going to be starting new traditions this year yes. for our own selves. And, um, would you like to share your uh, what you're going to do first?
1: Personally, um, I think as I kind of tried to mention before, Spencer and I are slowly changing over our Christmas decor and activities to fit more historic Yule and uh, probably more like the Norse or maybe like a Norse combo Celtic uh, pagan practices. Again, I am also really interested in learning more about Slavic paganism as well. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of entered into that a little bit too. So, yeah. um, but really the, the Norse pagan is where a lot of our current beliefs stem from. So looking to kind of transition some of our decor that way. And um, we like getting crafty together. We've literally had like craft days or like weekends and stuff so we plan yeah. on making some new decorations for ourselves we also want to do some baking together spencer talked about starting a tradition where each year we make a new ornament and it'll be like a different kind each year and then we'll add that to the tree so like 2022's ornament set will be like
0: but you're something gonna make, you're gonna make them yeah oh man okay i need you to continue with your tradition because <laughs> i got something to say on top of that <laughs>
1: so we're gonna do that and it's it'll be more yule focused so it'll probably be more representative of those beliefs but yeah so that way we can have more ornaments on the tree together that we've made ourselves another thing that i've thought about doing is i think this occurs in certain scandinavian countries i can't remember where but there's a tradition where i think it's on christmas eve you exchange a book and then you spend time on christmas eve like having reading time which mm-hmm. is like just like nice peaceful reading time by the fire um i feel like it's swedish because it's it's it goes in line with the is it oh goodness i hope i'm pronouncing it correctly but huga, which is the h-y-g-g-e huga. okay uh, it, it's something that has become popularized in the United States. Like I think it was a couple of years before COVID, it started to become a thing where it's basically about focusing on yourself as well as like your house and how you would maybe like decorate and do things that are oh. like about comfort and warmth okay. and the hearth of the the home. Um, and it's like an activity and something around Christmas and Yule that you know goes along with that. So I want to say it's maybe Swedish, but I'm like don't quote me on nasty. that yeah yeah
0: that is so cute you yeah. know this is really cute about that i yeah. saw a video on facebook and this girl was like isn't it just so cute how like humans are like birds because human birds will decorate their nests and invite their <gasps> bird friends over to yes. come look at their stuff and be like these That's are so my cute. things and then like we as humans like We invite people over, and we're like, "Look at my things!" (laughs) And we like people. We give them things to decorate. And you and I have done that. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh my goodness! I love Uh, that. We're just a couple of birds here, giving a podcast. Chirp,
0: chirp. Just a couple of birds. Oh, I'm definitely a red-ass gay cardinal. I'll tell you what.
1: Oh, there's a cardinal that comes by the back of my house like every day. Maybe that's Uh like I'm gonna name him Jaron. Yes. (laughs)
0: Please do. I will. God, I'm, I I'm officially. Name-
1: I'm officially naming him Jaron.
0: Great. Cardinal. Hey, Jaren. Hey, Cardinal Jaron. Chirp, 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 chirp,
1: chirp, chirp, bitch. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not sorry. This this is fun. <laughs> so, I mean, I, th- I think the other part of it is that it's also our first year, like his first year in the U S and we've been dealing a lot with like the permanent resident status and, um, you know, things like that. So, I think we'll develop more traditions as we go. I think yeah. it's important not to pressure oneself to first, create yeah. traditions, right? Cause that's happened too. I also do want to focus a little bit about like mental health around the holidays too. And oh yeah, me uh, I, I mentioned the eating disorder stuff that I want to start to work on. And one thing that's kind of come up a bit is like food morality mm-hmm. um, around the holidays for me and things like that. And so trying to, I don't know, watch for those things and, you know, being mindful of that coming up and processing that in a healthier manner when, you know, it's, it's not in my control when other people talk about it, but how can I process that in a healthier way? Yeah. So, so what about you?
0: Growing up and all the way up until this current year, the traditions were dad's family on Christmas Eve and then my mother's family on Christmas Day. And now I am going to be so back to the mental health thing that you had mentioned about the round of the holidays. This tends to be a very stressful time of the year for everybody. Yeah. And I would just like to start doing my own thing now. And so I'm still going to be doing Christmas with my dad and my sister on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, Nicholas and I are going to wake up in the morning and spend some time with my dog. Well, our dog and our two cats. Yes, I love that. And just have a nice, relaxing morning. Yeah. And
1: Oh, that's so awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. And Uh, that in itself, right, can be a tradition.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Well, so while we were out shopping for ornaments, he mentioned maybe making our, our own ornaments. And I was like... Uh, maybe not. But then later that day, he was like, hey, I do want to have another tradition with you, which is where we exchange ornaments. <gasps> so there you go. I'm not making one this year. OK, but. We are exchanging. I love that. And after we get done recording, I'll show you what it looks like.
1: Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to show me.
0: And um, then we will we'll be with his parents that night. And then the next day we leave to go to Michigan okay. to go spend Um, the holiday with his dad's family. Okay. So, um, those are the like modern day traditions. And, um, as far as like my craft goes, I would really like to, well, Heather and I are going to be doing a night of manifesting, Mm -hmm. manifesting, man. I almost manifesting. No, When's a man ever me- going to fist feasting, me? <laughs> Heather and I are going to be doing a manifestation night on winter solstice. I so the 21st wait. of Wednesday. Yes. Um, And then we're going to talk about it on that next coming episode. Mm-hmm. However, um, I am really looking forward to doing that with you. Oh, me too. And it's going to be nice. I would like to continue making that a witchcraft tradition for this type of for the for the yule season yeah i think that's to do some manifestation yeah so yeah i'm feeling pretty good i'm and we've got all this move and stuff is happening so like
1: and even then you've been able to set up your tree you guys have been able to get out decorations like
0: and you probably couldn't even tell that i was still moving stuff back and forth Unless, no, unless no. you saw those big ass totes over there. No, and let me no. just tell
1: you. I mean, all my shit would be all over the place. That's how it's been for like the last five years of my life. So well,
0: every <laughs> every week, I bring two to three totes. Oh, okay. And then That's as soon a good as way it's, to do it as soon as it's here, I put it away. Yeah. Uh, granted, I have been very uh, blessed because I have that capability. Mm-hmm. I've been very privileged. Yeah. Because I'm not. And I,
1: I was gonna say that ADHD in me is like so jealous of you with that because I like my ADHD does suffer from a lot of that kind of aspect of like making realistic goals for myself that I can actually execute. And I am, I struggle with that a lot. So it's, it's like, it's nice to hear of like someone who can do that successfully. I am not great at that, but like it's something that I could learn from. Right. So it's a good way to do it.
0: Well, maybe this is my imposter syndrome talking, or maybe this is just me being actually genuine. I have moved a lot. Yeah. I've lived in 20, 20 plus homes oh my goodness in 31 years
1: mine's been bad too but it was like all at once and I wasn't used to it and uh I think it's like it created so much chaos that it was hard for me to get to a point where like I could figure it out it was just always yeah yeah
0: yeah I fully understand in in my defense my both my parents have been divorced and have remarried now three times yeah. so there were a lot of like micro moves where it was like well dad's at this house and then while well, he's at this house mom's moving this house and then when she gets home then he's moving so that's a lot it is a lot but then you know like I, again I've I am no longer running away from things and mm-hmm. right now I am walking forward mm-hmm. to a new life so which is a perfect time for all of these things to be happening at this time of the year yeah so.
1: I think it's it's okay to be to move a lot but at the same time from like a positive i do hope for you especially in the upcoming years and stuff that you and nicholas are able to find happiness in this home together Uh, for a long time and many years to come and you guys can feel like this is home together Uh, that's that's like that's my personal hope for you guys and you know i don't know i i know for for at least me like Finding a place where you can finally feel settled is, yeah. is is a huge deal for people who have moved a lot in an yeah. acute period of time, or it sounds like you have done that for a long time. So I think that will be nice. Yeah.
0: I would like to have my safe place. Yeah. And yeah. I will. And I will.
1: Yes, you will. will. We're going to manifest that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, well, thank you so much for listening today, everybody. Um, I know it wasn't anything like too exciting and adventurous. However, this is a part of our Wiccan Wheel, our, our witchy wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, I do know that a lot of, we did get a lot of people that were very interested in mm-hmm. the wheelhouses. So this is just another portion of that. And um, we are going to be hitting them up. Um, we're going to hit up every one of them for the first year. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to see the crafts and the recipes that we will be posting on our social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Typically Divergent Podcast. Um, Our link tree will show you all of that. Our link tree can be found in the episode's description. Um, And if you would like to send us a story about your crappy job or a career or a shitty situation with a customer, uh, we would love to read those next week when we talk mm-hmm. about jobs. If you need to anonymize anything, please let us know. And when you do send a, send them and you are comfortable with telling, uh, if you don't need anything anonymized, please give us your pronouns because those are important. We love you.
1: Love you guys. Um,
0: I know it's a week early, but what a and Yule.
1: Yes. Have a wonderful, happy Yule. Pagan, wonderful winter solstice, everyone.
0: Yes. Or uh, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> jingle, jingle.
1: <laughs> jingle, jingle. Oh, that's a throwback from whatever episode that was. <laughs> Oh, I love us. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too.
0: And we love you. And uh, you will hear from us next week. Yes. And we're going to go. We're Bye. S- this is us signing out. Bye.